Today on Laura Lynn and Friends. The same evil plans all around the world, um, the targeting of families, the target, you know, closing churches and synagogues, the covering of the faces of children, targeting of singing and, and you know, weddings and funerals, letting the elderly die alone, all of that just happens simultaneously all at once in a way that isn't normal for, for human history. Well, hello everyone and welcome to the beginning of the last days. My name is Laura Lynn Tyler Thompson and I'm very excited to be with you. We have an amazing guest, of course, uh, Dr. Naomi Wolf. You do not want to miss this. Um, I want to read, as I do every single day from my dad's Bible. I opened it up today and he has underlined, um, well, from stem to stern, he's underlined every single page, but on so I opened the Bible and I thought, you know, God, just direct me to the right spot. It falls on Nehemiah 9. And it says this, the first two verses he is underlined. And it says this, now in the 20 and fourth day of this month, the children of Israel were assembled with fasting and with sackcloths, clothes, I guess, sackcloths, and earth upon them. So they'd, they'd put dirt on them. They were in, in mourning. And it says in verse 2, And the seed of Israel separated themselves from all strangers. And my dad circled strangers. And stood and confessed their sins and the iniquities of their fathers. Wow. My dad wrote in the, in the side, dealing with sin, confessing in the congregation. Um my dad always gave me lessons like that and told me that I needed to repent. <laughs> I was a problem child, but he was such an amazing man and he stood for all that was right. And um, it's interesting that I, I do think that although history takes us down many corridors, it all kind of comes back to the same place. Is there a God? And if there's a God, are we to walk before him humbly with contrite hearts hearts of repentance, confessing our sins, coming into alignment with his will. It's interesting there about separating from the strangers, and I'm not sure in Nehemiah what group of people that was, but that's what they did. Very interesting. All right, I want to welcome uh, very quickly Dr. Naomi Wolf. She's a best-selling author, columnist, and professor. She is a graduate of Yale University and received a doctorate from Oxford. She is co-founder and CEO of Daily Clout, Dot .io, is that correct? Um, a successful civic tech company. Since the publication of her landmark international bestseller, The Beauty Myth, which the New York Times called one of the most important books of the 20th century, Dr. Wolf's other seven bestsellers have been translated worldwide. Thank you, uh, Dr. Uh, Wolf, for, for being with us again today. Thank you so much, Laura Lynn, for having me. Please call me Naomi. And I promise I wasn't like psychically channeling your outfit <laughs> and imitating. Oh. It we just happened to be dressed almost exactly the same. <laughs> I would say great minds think alike. I'm so honored. I'm so happy about that. <laughs> That's wonderful. Um, so, you know, I wanted to ask you something before we get started on talking about some things. Like you're, uh, you have kind of evolved over time. And I remember talking just a bit about this last time, but when we look back at some of uh, your writings and, and the things that, that you put down on paper, like you've come a long ways uh, sort of in, in thinking even, even wider, 
uh, than earlier times. Do you have anything that you could shed light on sort of what's changed in these last couple of years? Sure. I love the question. Um, well, gosh, I, I feel like even though my book Facing the Beast and the conversations, you know, we've been having are about how my life dramatically changed um, two years ago when I was kicked out of my comfortable perch on the liberal elite left, media left, um, for shining a light accurately on problems women were having with menstruation, subsequent mRNA injections. I mean, in that sense, my life changed dramatically, but because I, the people who talk to me now are conservatives and libertarians and people of faith who actually care about what's happening to women and, and babies. And so that's been a journey, but you know, in a bigger sense, I, I feel like I've, it's really the same kind of true North I've been pursuing. I mean, I've been, reporting on women's uh, health and sexual and reproductive health my whole career. And um, I was kind of celebrated for doing that until the world changed in 2020. And in 2021, you could become kind of an outlaw and a non-person for reporting on women's health being injured or babies being injured by the mRNA injections. Um, and also in a bigger sense, you know, I got kicked out of the liberal world, but, I, I sort of feel like my my goals and, and focus have, have always been, you know, when I was a feminist, right, which is a loaded term, I really just cared about the Constitution and the rule of law and, and equal rights applying to everybody. And when I fought vaccine mandates, I really just cared about equal rights and the rule of law applying to everybody. And, you know, when I warn people about tyranny in America, it's really just that love of the Constitution that I've always had. And as the daughter and granddaughter of immigrants, I'm so aware of how lucky we are um, to live in North America. You know, Canada's having a harder time than the U.S. is now, but we're all, you know, under threat. Our liberties are under threat everywhere in the West. Um, so I guess what I'm trying to say is, even though my circumstances and my friends have changed, and certainly my press coverage has changed, I, I feel like, you know, I it's because the world has changed and not because my interests have changed. But somehow you've had discernment um, where many haven't, like you've come to a place of sort of enlightenment or awakening. Um, and, and sadly, we see many people still in complete denial about some of the things that you've exposed and uh, some of the obvious um, assaults against women, even with tra transgenderism and such, that a lot of people, I, we, it, it's, it's hard to see why they're, they're still so blind. Yeah, well, we can jump right into that if you like, because I know I can sure. talk about things with you that I can't necessarily talk about so easily elsewhere. Thank but, you. you know, among the things that, you know, have been blessings on this recent journey, right, and, and that I've written about in my most recent book, one of them is, is um, recognizing or facing the fact that I can't explain current history through human terms alone. And we've talked about this in the past um, and that I reached this, uh, I had to face the fact that human history didn't move the way history has moved since 2020 in lockstep, the same evil plans all around the world, um, the targeting of families, the target, you know, closing churches and synagogues, the covering of the faces of children, the targeting of singing and, and, you know, weddings and funerals, letting the elderly die alone, all of that 
just happen simultaneously all at once in a way that isn't normal for for human history because human history always has factions and dissenters and uh you know backstabbing and 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 people who won't go along with it uh, and and we almost didn't see that so where i'm going with that is one of the incredible things to witness that i can't explain is how so I, I concluded that, you know, we're seeing kind of a, a biblical time, you know, I, I not to tell you anything new, that's practically the title of your podcast, but um, <laughs> I, I concluded that um, there's an evil that has been kind of allowed to uh, make its presence felt on the planet that is new in my lifetime. It's maybe it was always there. I wasn't aware of it, but it feel the world feels different since 2020 with this um, these dark forces. And there's this chapter in my book, Facing the Beast, that goes into detail, where I'm like, uh, I can't really call this Satan for various reasons. It's deeper than that, and it's kind of older than that. So the metaphors that I've been using are, you know, using Jonathan Kahn's work that I think we've spoken about last time, are um, that the, his argument. Uh, he's a messianic pastor. His argument is that the pre-Christian gods, the pre-Jewish gods, um, Moloch and and uh, Baal and Astarte, you know, pure greed, pure power, um, pure violence, and pure sexual licentiousness, right? Um, that they've returned because we let go of the covenant, right? We let go of the Judeo-Christian covenant. And that kind of feels right to me because these energies, you know, you were just reading the Hebrew Bible, amazing uh, passage you happen to have lit on for this discussion. Um, in the Hebrew Bible, it wasn't Satan, for the most part, that my people were, were being seduced by. I'm Jewish. It was these, these idols. It was these, um, this worship. And, and in the Hebrew Bible, you know, God doesn't talk about worshiping idols as if it's just stupid or a waste of time. It's like a bad idea because they, you know, these forces really exist, right? That's how it feels in the Hebrew Bible that, you know, they're, they're not just nothing. They're not just statues. They're um, they're negative energies, uh, and and that we go astray from God's wish to walk with us, right? Our, our relationship with God when we um, are seduced by these dark forces. So, I definitely feel, you know, that that's in the world. And I guess when when you're asking me, kind of, where do I see that, um, or what are some of the surprising things I found, something I can't explain, kind of a subcategory of this is, you, you know that I've been working with these 3,250 doctors and scientists who are going through the Pfizer documents released under court order and what they're uh, related to vaccine, the mRNA injection. And what they found is, you know, we've discussed is the greatest crime against humanity in recorded history with a, with a special focus on destroying babies and uh, destroying women's reproductive um, capacity, sterilizing people. Um, and it's intentional. There's no way around that when you see what's in the Pfizer documents. So I've been trying to warn humanity about this for two years now. And literally, I haven't been allowed to warn the people who read the New York Times or the Washington Post or you know, believe the liberal media. Um, they won't listen, right? The editors won't let me talk to them. These are people I've written for for decades. Um, you know, I'm, I'm literally censored continually from getting the word out to people who are mostly secular. But the people who 
who who have been like allowed to hear this message are people of faith and i can't explain that you know it's weird like i sit here in my study and the people i'm allowed to talk to or that that you know providence brings me are god's people and they're the ones getting this warning and they're the ones going to their daughters and their sons and their daughters-in-law and saying you know don't do it don't give the baby the, the injection you know don't take another don't take another booster and um in the secular world their eyes are closed and i haven't been allowed to get through that barrier in a way that again i can't explain in normal professional or material terms you know i know um and, and you mentioned delusion yeah. like so often it feels that way like our loved ones who are on the left or who you know are in the it's not just on the left right because in other countries it's conservatives who are doing these bad things it's just in the bubble right in the narrative that you know the the pro-masking, pro-vaccine, pro-authoritarianism, give up your liberties for safety, you know, all of it. They're um, in a delusion. These are intelligent people, critical thinkers. And I write about this in Peace and the Beast, and you cannot, you can show them any amount of evidence and they can't hear it. It's like their ears are stopped. And I feel like that's, um, you know, a passage in, it's, it's, I think it's a passage, isn't it, Paul? I mean, or maybe it's in Revel, Revelation, but like that there will be this great delusion coming upon people. Um, yes. So I can't explain that. Um, but thank you for saying I have discernment. I feel blessed because if I didn't have it, I would be, and my family would be in much worse physical shape now um, because of the danger of these injections. Well, that delusion has not kept you in the dark. And that's very evident because you put yourself uh, forward. And everyone who seems to do this faces tremendous loss. They don't get the same coverage. Uh, they're silenced. Uh, you know, you get shadow banned. You lose friends and loved ones. You lose colleagues. Your reputation is slammed. And that's everything that you've been through. It's certainly what I've been through. And, um, and then at the end of it all, you have to go, wow, this was so worth it. Like I'm a much better person and I, I feel more powerful than I would have been if I would have been stuck being in this delusion that they remain in. And, and it, it truly is hard to understand why they remain there. I like how you put it. It's a mystery. Yeah. I mean, I can't, I, <laughs> sort of, I can't like follow up with that because I don't, I don't understand it, but it's, it's right. more to me, it's more examples of how things are unfolding right now in ways that really don't make sense without some sort of faith perspective or belief in miracles almost, or belief in things that we can't, we can't explain through normal material terms. Um, yeah. And, and I see it, I see it all the time. I mean, and also when it comes to discernment, right, or being able to see through the lies and the delusions, I wonder if I wonder if acts of self-sacrifice for the greater good allow, like, open that channel to protect you from being subjected to delusion. Because um, I don't think I would have had so much truth dumped on me or that I would have been considered a good custodian for this incredible, you know, treasure trove of truth that the universe um, tasked me with bringing to humanity, right? I mean, I, I'm not trying to sound grandiose or self-regarding. Uh, it's just literally every day I bring this treasure. It's not my work, you know, it's these other amazing volunteers, but I try to 
be responsible to bring it to you and your audience and all the people who are willing to talk to me about it. Um, but I don't think I would have been tasked with this if I hadn't shown that I was willing to sacrifice myself, you know, my career, my reputation. Uh, for the to, truth. For, well, yeah, but specifically for humans, right? Mm. <laughs> I mean, that it, it wasn't abstract. It was like, oh my God, you know, women are 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 having fertility problems. Like, obviously, if you have menstrual problems, you're going to have fertility problems. And that's what we're seeing now in Facing the Beast goes into detail that the menstrual problems of 2021 turned into a 13 to 20% drop in live births in 2023 um, in most of the West. I guess what I'm trying to say is not, and again, not um, being self-regarding, but just looking at my own experience. If I had thought, well, I see this, but I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to lose my comfortable position and my invitations to the galas and my you know income and you know my my nice wikipedia description right um i don't think god would have allowed me to see enough to protect myself and my family as well as everyone else um and, and i i see that all around me i guess like i see well with the volunteers right these 3250 people who are working unbelievable hours for no money just to save humanity they they've had extraordinary things like they've lost their jobs i'm thinking about one uh one volunteer that we call the angry pharmacist <laughs> that's her her term for herself it's it's a joke but um she's angry because she uh lost her job as a pharmacist um, because she wouldn't uh take or give the mrna injection and now she's seen through these documents how right she was but she, you know, she had to go through her savings um, because she lost her job. And somehow God is just, you know, making sure she is okay, you know, bit by bit, month by month. I hope it's okay that I'm sharing this, but making sure she's okay. And and I see that with so many other people who are on this path, you know, they take the risk of giving up everything that other people say, well, if I you know, if I speak out, I'll lose my pension, I'll lose my more, you know, I won't be able to pay my mortgage, I'll, I'll, I'll lose my medical license. And they, they jump in feet first, because human beings on a massive scale are, are being jeopardized. And somehow that somehow they're protected. Uh, for the most part, I can't mm. explain that, right? Right. And I, I think once you realize that uh, whatever the fallout is from caring about humanity and speaking the truth, whatever that fallout is, it's better than living in a delusion. Um, it gives you the strength, right? To keep I, do, going. I do think so. And, and I guess I'd add just one more thing, which is I didn't realize I had so much of this I wanted to share, but I love um, it. Thank you. What something very interesting, like some things just resonate, right? And, and I, I've been aware you know, increasingly like month by month that it's getting harder and harder to stand in the middle or be neutral. Meaning, you know, maybe two years ago, people could have been neutral about all the things we see around us um, and hope for the best and not gotten into the fray. But at this point with what, you know, is being unveiled as mass murder, if you're neutral, you're kind of helping the dark forces. And people have to choose, right? Which side, which side will you be on? Um, and someone on social media said, we are being separated. And I think that's true. Um, 
and I, you know, keep thinking of all those passages, mostly in the New Testament, where Jesus says, you know, sheep from the goats, like wheat from chaff. And I never liked those passages, right? Because they're not inclusive. Um, they're kind of scary. But, uh, but maybe this is where we're at. I mean, maybe, I guess what I've, I've been trying to warn people about ever since I began reading um, the, the Geneva Bible, this 1560 Bible, it's direct translation from the Hebrew, is that maybe the kind of cozy, you know, it's all fine, we'll all be forgiven no matter what, you know, like notion that there's nothing much at stake uh, and that we're owed a lot, right, that, that we've kind of inherited in the West in the 21st century, that, you know, we don't have to do much to be blessed. Maybe that's wrong, you know, or maybe that's wrong now. And things are very serious and it's not going to all be okay for everybody. And, you know, we are being asked to choose. We are being asked to be God's people or, 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 you know, or we'll lose, mm -hmm. you know, that relationship or that protection. I don't know what that looks like exactly, but I think things are much, much more serious morally and uh, spiritually than people realize or want to believe. I think you're right. And um, it kind of goes back. I love that you read from the Geneva Bible. I've seen uh, episodes and I've just sat and uh, listened to you read for, you know, extended periods. And uh, I think that's fantastic that you do that. I love, I love the Bible. But one of the things that God said uh, through Moses, he said, choose you this day whom you will serve. Moses comes down from from Mount Sinai, and he's been in the presence of God and has been having a completely different experience only to find out that Aaron and the, the bunch of them have created a golden calf, you know, like you can't leave the kids alone at all. And they're just worshiping the golden calf. And he gets so upset, you know, and he destroys the, the initial first 10 commandments. And then, uh, and then he basically says, choose you this day whom you will serve. And I, I think that those words resonate throughout the ages and we are always given that will you choose evil or right and you're right. We can't just be neutral when people say, well, I'm just in the middle. I'm just I'm not taking sides. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's getting harder to do that and we are being separated. I loved what you said and I don't mind being separated. I just want to be on the right side. Yeah, I want the people I love to not be separated. from Right. Me. And to not be in delusion, but I guess that's at a certain point I have I have to accept that I'm not in control of that. I think that's true. Uh, we're all facing the fact that uh, family members or church uh, companions, uh, people that we thought would think the same as us, um, establishments that we thought would toe the line scripturally or r righteously in our nations mm -hmm. are not doing such. And with that, you know, we, we have tremendous difficulties that are coming and we've got plagues, wars, rumors of wars, all of these things that are coming our way and you're on the cutting edge. And um, I'm, I'm uh, cognizant of time and I wanted to give you opportunity. Oh, I just could talk to you for hours, Naomi. If you ever, please, if you ever come to Vancouver, British Columbia area, let's make a point of going out for dinner because you and I are, we are... We are sisters in so many ways. And I just, I really love you and I appreciate you. you. I appreciate your sacrifice. Um, we're you. facing that. Uh, we're getting news that there's this um, white 
um, chest pneumonia thing coming in. They're scaring the the parents and all of that. Is is this a real concern? What what do you know about it, and what should we think on this? Yeah. So I'm not a medical doctor, and I always say that so that I don't get arrested, <laughs> but also just because I'm not a medical doctor. But um, it, it is an important question to ask, and. I will share that I uh, did an interview just now with um, Dr. Uh, Hadar, Hadar El-Baz, um, a functional medicine physician with um, the wellness company and they disclosure, they're our sponsor, but um, they're also, you know, they attract very smart, very accomplished doctors to them. And I asked her about this and she said something really interesting. And I've heard this from other kind of dissident doctors as well. She said that the, um, so sad. She said that the white lung pneumonia is a result of vaccination, uh, the mRNA vaccination. And in addition, uh, in China, um, it's compounded, the effects of the vaccine are compounded by uh, people masking all the time. So they're not um, breathing fresh air into their lungs. Uh, they're breathing bacteria um, and people being indoors all the time. And um not uh being outside in the sunshine and fresh air um and not having a, a nutritious enough diet um and so it's the it's the vaccine side effects uh compounded with um this just constant masking um and 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 the the lack of things like vitamin d and sunshine which do so much to boost your immunities so yes it's a real thing uh, she also says that some antibiotics do treat it and others don't but that the correct antibiotics are being withheld from people so i can't you know verify the second part of what she's saying but the first part of what she's saying certainly sounds important and accurate because now by now there have been studies that show that those masks are covered in bacteria you know that you're inhaling um into your mm. deep into your lungs and we know from the Pfizer documents that there are uh, really terrible respiratory problems that people are having caused by the vaccine because the vaccine is inflammatory, the mRNA vaccine, I'm, that's what I'm talking about. These mRNA vaccines, lipid nanoparticles, the spike protein and polyethylene glycol and the mRNA, all of these are inflammatory. So the body, all every organ system thinks this is an invader and and it it you know with inflammation you get things like closing of the airways you know and wheezing um and difficulty breathing um and also people can have anaphylaxis uh kind of a shock reaction to the vaccine so it definitely can damage the the lungs and the respiratory system and i think that's a really interesting um insight uh again as a journalist you know until two different people tell me the same thing coming from different points of view. It's not a confirmed fact, but I think it's a very, very interesting insight, especially since um, the masking in China is so much more consistent than it is elsewhere. Okay, that, that makes a lot of sense. And hopefully we're not gonna make mistakes like that over here. Do you think they're sending, uh, do you think there's another plan? Do you think we're gonna face another virus? Um, what, what do you totally. see? Yeah, totally. These people, mm. see, they're such monsters. They tell us all the time, right? Like I literally was at a, a kind of a fancy think tank gathering in New York, one of the few times I've been kind of allowed back into that world. 
and a representative of a think tank funded by China basically said there will be another pandemic. And Bill Gates has said there will be another pandemic. Dr. Fauci said there will be another pandemic. Well, if you look at recorded history, the word pandemic wasn't even used in history. There were epidemics and there were, you know, we always have epidemics. We're human beings and we're, you know, mammals and, and they're always new diseases, right? But the uh, new pandemic um, is, is, is a plan of the World Health Organization, all these awful globalists who are aligned to strip us of our liberties by using these new diseases and the hype about new diseases, right? I mean, just like, you know, the coverage, I mean, China has horrible diseases all the time for a lot of reasons. Um, it, before 2020, Western media wasn't covering them, you know, breathlessly. Uh, so the hype is as much part of the plan, the fear messaging is as much part of the plan as the disease. And you know, because we've spoken about it, that it's my judgment, and I explain this in Facing the Beast, that these, the virus is a, a bioweapon, the COVID virus, the vaccine is a, a bioweapon, and probably additional bioweapons are, you know, in the works or being released by China, by their allies, you know, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the World Health Organization, for sure, this is their methodology. So all the more reason for people to stay calm and protect their immune systems. 100%. I, I just appreciate um, that insight. And um, I, I think that I, I like the title of your book, Courage, Faith, Resistance in a New Dark Age. Um, we've gone through dark times in history, but this is a new dark age. I think that our eyes uh, were opened to the fact that people plan malicious evil and that mm. it's not just an accident or just, you know, um, the ordinary evil. It's, it's brutality. It's very dangerous to us as human beings because people want us gone. And so yeah. I love your book. Thank you for writing Facing the Beast. Um, I think it's epic. I think it, it is revelatory, as in Revelations, calls for the beast. There's no era ever like this one. And you're awakened, and that's very helpful. And I appreciate the, you know, the tone and also the wisdom that you're bringing. Uh, where can people get this book? Thank you. Please go to Amazon, just uh, search Facing the Beast, or you can also order it from my website, dailyclout.io. But Amazon is the best place right now. Okay. And is that the best place to follow you, dailyclout.io? Yes, dailyclout and also my substack, which is called Outspoken. Yes, your substack, Outspoken. Um, everyone is loving you. Thank you very much. We appreciate <laughs> you. you immensely. You're Thank incredible. You so and uh, we hope to have you on again. Thank you for this time that you've given Thank us. Thank you so, so much. I will take you up on that dinner in Vancouver next All time right. here. Thank you. you. And I'll take be paying. You. So even oh, more incentive. Soon. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Take care. I love it. Um, that is an amazing woman. And I'll tell you why. Because some of us sort of um, wouldn't have had to pay the price that she had to pay in order to tell the truth that she's told. Uh, if, if any of you understand or have followed Naomi Wolf's life, Dr. Naomi Wolf would have had such prestige uh, being in sort of this side of the world. And she, she was highlighted and elevated and given prominence and given uh, a stature. And 
the platforms that were incredible. And through all of that, she began with taking the, the dark shades off of her eyes to really look and to see what was happening. And that took courage on her part. It took smarts. She's brilliant, as you can tell. But um, it, it took her letting go of a lot of stuff that would have made her feel really good in life, that she was accepted, that she was in the in crowd. Uh, she just said that she was recently at, you know, back at a group where, you know, she maybe once would have had an easy seat, but now it's sort of like, oh, okay, they've invited me in. Like she had to give up so much. And I find that to be a common thread with our guests that we call the era of champions, the champions that are really willing to stand up and speak the truth. And that might be you sometimes in your life. It might mean that you give up that little bit of um, anonymity when you start speaking out a little at your place of work, maybe with your loved ones, maybe sharing this kind of podcast with somebody that you know might be in disagreement and say, hey, what about this? Um, looking at facts. We are always presenting the truth. We've told you so much truth on the danger of the vaccines. And in fact, there's something going on that we want to highlight. And we don't, we're not doctors. So we want to say that so we never get sued. But some people are outing some information in New Zealand. And um, so, so there's this dude. Uh, it's Barry, what is it? Young, very young. And so he's become a whistleblower. And the lady that was helping him, Lisa Gunn, has gone on the run. So she's in a vehicle and she's she's literally running. And she's maybe, the leader of a political party. Oh, she's the leader of a political party. And I guess she's been, you know, approving of what's happened with this whistleblower releasing information. So basically... Um, Listen to this. So in just one particular vaccination center in Invercargill, and this is a place in New Zealand, 51 people were vaccinated within the space of just two hours. All 51 are now dead. So these are data and facts that this fellow has exposed. 51 people, 51 dead in the space of a half hour. That, I guess that would be how bad is your batch? Really bad. That was a bad batch. I don't I don't know, you know. Now, senior producer Gary that helps me out says, well, you know, then you got to ask the questions. Was it a senior center? They were all on their deathbed. So they were all due to die. You know, what, what are the particulars? So we leave room for, for things like that. Out of the 837 people who were vaccinated at another vaccination center, 253 of them are now dead. 30% of everyone, and I think I have a picture, JT, that goes along with this. It's kind of got, it's a graphic. Um, I don't know if you've got that one. Yeah, yeah, that chart, yeah. <clears throat> so 253 of them are now dead out of 837 people. So 30% of everyone who was vaccinated at that center are now dead. Well, at another vaccination center, of the 923 people vaccinated, uh, 276 are now dead. Well, again, I mean, were, were these seniors? Were they, did they have cancer? Were they on their deathbed? Like, um, is this what it is or... Or is these like the just the blazing facts? So there were numerous vaccination centers around the country that had mortality rates at the, of this sort of level of 30%. 30% mortality. 
This is compared to the normal average mortality rate of just 0.75%, which is what we should be seeing. Meaning, you know, people, you know, get a vaccine if it's safe. You know, there's different reasons people die. They get hit by a bus, all kinds of things. But 0.75% would be sort of a normal average mortality rate. Uh, so the data shows how many fatalities were linked to each individual vaccinator. One vaccinator had a mortality rate of 25%. One in four people that got the vaccine from that vaccinator is now dead. Other vaccinators were similar. Their vaccine batches were literally death batches. These numbers are simply off the scale and impossible to interpret any other way than a vaccine massacre. So do you have any pictures there, JT, of where this guy, um, so you, you have, we have the New Zealand Herald article on the arrest of Barry Young. So this is a fellow actually that, oh, I have to share it. Oh, Lord. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, go ahead. Play the video then, if you've got that. Right. Well, I was involved with building a project uh, helped with um, implementing a, a, a vaccine payment system for our providers. It's called um, a pay per dose system. So it means that every time someone gets vaccinated, they get um, they get a payment for it as a provider. And um, I helped build it. I implemented it. Um, and when I was looking at the data, which is part of my job, I noticed some discrepancies with the dates um, of death, people getting, people dying within a week of being vaccinated. So what did you notice when you first started to look at this data as you were building it? Well, as soon as the system went live, we noticed that um, people were dying almost straight away after being injected. So that sort of prompted my curiosity a bit. and. Um, so I, I dug a little deeper and I am a scientist by nature. I, I love science. It's my all time favorite. I've got a, I've got a master's degree in science. Uh, nobody nobody knows this data. Nobody but me in New Zealand has seen this data. Now I'm giving it to the world. So now he's in jail. So they're upset because this whistleblower took this data and said, I think something's wrong, and he released it. Now, you know, more would have to, more investigation would have to be done into all of this. So now the police arrest this man, and he's brought in, and then something really, Lisa Gunn, um, a woman getting her COVID booster vaccination right there, okay. Uh, so um, Lisa Gunn now, is basically on the on the run and she's doing videos from her car saying that you know she's got to hide so something very strange is is going on now in New Zealand um they they want to try this man when they brought him into the courtroom a very interesting thing happened and that was that the uh, entire gallery in the courtroom that was there to, you know, see what's going on, they all burst into applause. <laughs> so everyone's pretty excited that this guy released this data. Well, if there's nothing to it, um, I guess he's going to be in trouble because I guess it's considered private 
data. But if somebody, if someone believes that something sinister and pure evil is going on, and they take matters into their own hands, and they decide that uh, they have to put themselves aside, and that it's important for humanity to know what's happening, and they put this data out, they're still going to be celebrated. Um, people are not going to like it because, oh, I think that, you know, if 52 people died, um, or 51 are all dead uh, within a few months, there's some bad statistics. And so some people are saying, you know, that this is literally uh, the worst possible kind of, um, the worst, yes, yeah. What if the people say, we want our data released, we want to know. It's our data. It's the people's data. It's not the government's data. The yeah. data belongs to people. Why don't they say, we want it released, let them go. We want to see the data. Show us. Yeah. That's a really good point um, that JT's making because I would want the data released and I know you would as well. It's like, we're the people and hey, we're, we forgive them and we want our data released. We give permission. Maybe it's a permission thing. Maybe everyone in the country needs to sign permission so that, you know, all, all of this is released. The people want to know. The people want to know. So this guy that you have um, queued up there. Yes. Do you want to play that? Okay. But now to the important part in this puzzle that Barry has given up everything um, to get out into the world. Does the data prove that the jabs are killing people? That's the question. Now, Steve Kirsch has released lots of analyses, as have others. I'm a former statistician. Well, I'm still a statistician, I guess, um, even if I don't work as one now. Um, I was head of the UK trade and business inflation at the Office for National Statistics, where I led teams that produced official statistics. And I think the answer to that vital question is staring us in the eye. I think Kirsch and others are making things far too complicated. And I'll tell you why. Liz Gunn talked about the largest cluster of deaths that they have identified from the data. 52 people who were all jabbed on the same day in the same location, who all then went on to die within months of each other. Those trying to undermine the data, the validity of the conclusions we're making online, have implied that if true, it must be a palliative care hospital or something of the like, a care home or something like that. Now, if that were true, then that's a fair point. But what if this wasn't anything of the sort? What then? What if that group of 52 people were a representation of a snapshot of the wider population, old and young people, not people in a care home or something similar? In this scenario, the statistical probability of these people dying by chance within months of each other is astronomical. It would be statistically significant to an extremely high degree, what lay people would call a one in billion chance. So an important part of the jigsaw puzzle has to do with the ages of those in the group of 52 people. And as a result, I've requested three statistics from my contacts that I think will make things clear. Um, so uh, here on Steve Kirsch's uh, Twitter, he then says that, you know, after they've had 
Uh, basically, they had this uh, conversation that we just saw. Um, he's been informed that Liz Gunn has had to flee for safety. Barry Young's house is currently surrounded. Well, they got him surrounded. They arrested him and uh, they took him in. And so, you know, uh, basically, Barry Young is about to find out uh, what the penalty is for being so brave. And I do hope that he's released and I do hope they treat him respectfully because the people are now talking about this all over the country. This is blowing up in New Zealand because they're like, what? 51 people out of 51? Within a, a half hour, I guess? Oh, okay, 51 people were vaccinated within the space of just two hours and they all died. Within, within, you know, a couple of months. What, like what, did you bring in just the, the older folks or what? Like, you know, what happened here? So that's very interesting. And then the other thing is um, the expert testimony, <clears throat> Dr. Robert Malone is saying the expert testimony at the invitation of MP Andrew uh, Bridgen in the U, Bridgeton? Bridgen. In the UK parliament yesterday was important. So in in Parliament yesterday, uh, they did all meet and the room was overflowing with people. Many members of Parliament and Lords showed up to listen. The testimony given by myself as well as other scientists and physicians was science-based, truthful and accurate. And so it, you know, basically appears that they were there to tell the truth, to, to speak about vaccines. And I think this means, doesn't it, JT, that the word is getting out? Like, um, people are, like, parliaments are beginning to listen. So what has been going on? You know, one of the things that Naomi Wolf talked about was this blindness, and she had to step out of that. But look at what we've seen as our Teresa Tam in Canada continues to say safe and effective. Dr. Bonnie Henry, these are crimes against humanity and I pray that one day these, these folks are the ones who face prison because they're liars. They're liars. And the evidence that we've shown on our broadcasts over and over again by real doctors showing the death counts, the excess deaths, the number of young people getting myocarditis, uh, the suddenly dead accounts from across the world, sudden collapses, all kinds of people suddenly collapsing, all of it showing we've got a major problem. And that is that something's very, very wrong. The, the data on the vaccines, what's in them, what's harming people is out there. And yet you've got a complete fake world going on, like we're in the Truman Show, right? Do you ever feel like you're in the Truman Show? But here's the thing, me, you, Naomi Wolf, Dr. Charles Hoff, Dr. Paul Alexander, uh, Dr. William Mackis, not, not in this dark, dark place, okay? Um, we're awake. And... Yet, Teresa Tam, what a lying, deceiving person she is. Or completely ignorant. Which one? Stupid or a deceiver? Pick one. Those are the only two choices. 
And one day, they need to be held accountable. You know, remember the Nuremberg trials. A lot of bad things happened, and it seemed like there was no justice, no justice, no justice. And all of a sudden, justice. We pray for that day. We wait for that day. And we know that day is coming. So take a look at this. Um, well, let's look at that video of the Montreal mayor first. Direct them to other kinds of, uh, of services. So I would... Um... The mayor was taking questions when she said she wasn't feeling well, and as you saw, she sat down on the floor. She was there for about five minutes with her staff around her before she got back on her feet and leaving apparently for her offices. Plant is now being seen by paramedics and is said to be feeling better. Good. It's, it's gotten to be a bit of a familiar scene where um, <laughs> people just are at podiums running on a field, thousands of people watching, cameras rolling, and they just collapse. Uh, we used to play those videos. Um, it's really sad. Something is up, and we do hope that we are given the ability to understand it. I wanted to play an oldie but goodie. It's a clip from 2021 where this is the Manitoba public health officer. He admits that COVID restrictions, remember all the stuff that we went through, oh, you can't go here and you can't go there. Guess what? They just did not apply to government employees. Weird. Joe at Global News. The city of Winnipeg has been operating its in-house gyms exclusively for employees during the level red. The city says it got permission to do so from the province. Can you confirm the city was given permission and why? So we weren't given, you know, specific permission. Our public health orders don't apply to any levels of government. So they don't apply to federal, uh, provincial or municipal governments. So, um, uh, you know, so I, I'm aware of uh, health inspectors um, uh, had visited um, some of these gyms and, and found them uh, safe. Um, but the real issue, they weren't given a, a you know, an exemption outside of the order. The order itself doesn't apply to governments. Wow. So pretty much sums it up. Different rules for me and different rules for thee. And so as they kind of plan their next uh, things, uh, they're putting masks back on people in Ontario. Uh, do not comply this time. <clears throat> Be a royal stink. Make yourself... A real problem to everyone that uh, that is a problem to you and the problem to you should always be uh, the the stupid rules and things that try to take away um, try to take away our freedom because it's not okay so I'd like to share this JT um, Slovakia shocks the world new Prime Minister rejects signing the WHO pandemic treaty so this is pretty cool. So 20 hours ago, um, Prime Minister Robert Fico, do you have it? Do you have my share? Uh, Prime Minister Robert Fico calls the WHO pandemic treaty nonsense invented by greedy pharma companies. He also said one study after another confirms the scandalous consequences of mass vaccination 
with untested experimental vaccines. There is no other head of state in the world who has had the guts to say this publicly and so explicitly. Slovakia is leading the world out of the dark ages of biological warfare by the pharmaceutical industry and globalist institutions like the WHO in a move that is seen as completely unexpected. This move will set off a chain reaction of events, and we absolutely pray that it does. So, so look at this guy, and um, I don't think I can play this, can I? So... Basically, everyone unvaccinated should equal in pain like a pig. In addition, you have to use force if someone rejects the policy of the needle. And today it turns out that our free perspective on past vaccination and the government's measures to fight against COVID grossly violating human rights was correct and justified. One study after another one, <clears throat> they confirm <clears throat> the scandalous consequences of massive vaccination with untested experimental vaccines. Yes, I confirm as the chairman of the party, and I also confirm it as the prime minister, <clears throat> that I will support the efforts of some politicians from the new government coalition to politically assess what was the government between 2020 to 2021 fooling around, and also have a look at the financial side of extensive, often completely meaningless purchases of medical devices and vaccines. No kidding. I also declare very clearly that this, uh, us, we will not support strengthening the powers of the World Health Organization. Yay! At the expense of sovereign states in managing the fight against pandemics. I will say that such nonsense could only be invented by greedy pharmaceutical companies which began to perceive the opposition of some governments against mandatory vaccination according to the the validity of uh, such international agreements in favor of the World Health Organization requires the consent of the National Council of the Slovak Republic. And I do not believe that the sovereign Slovak political parties will express such approval. The SMER party and its MPs certainly won't. Once you openly say that it is better to negotiate for peace for years than to let the Slavs kill each other for years with the sole aim of weakening of Russia. <clears throat> when we say this, and it really has not worked so far, you are automatically labeled as an agent of the Kremlin. If you openly say that a large part of financial and military aid ends up in widespread corruption in Ukraine, perhaps in the biggest corruption in the world, then they will label you as not politically correct, even if you are right, and your opponents know that you are telling the absolute truth. The suspension of the membership of our party, SMER, in the Party of European Socialists is only a punishment for our sovereign, sovereignty and courage to stand up for what is right. And I say it out loud in front of the whole of Slovakia and the whole world. SMER is not a tin rooster on a roof that turns like the wind and it never will be. Wow. So isn't that incredible? Basically, here we see the Prime Minister Robert Fico calls the WHO pandemic treaty nonsense invented by greedy pharma companies, and he's willing to absolutely stand against it. I appreciate that very much. I want to show you a couple of other things that I posted also. <clears throat> um, all right. So, uh, well... Uh, Maxime Bernier is saying we were right in 2019 and we're even more right today. He's saying no to mass immigration. 
This is an ongoing problem in both Canada and the United States of America. Um, some other things I want to say is that uh, more and more information is now coming out regarding the rapes and the brutality against women that took place under the Hamas invasion October 7th. <coughs> you know, <coughs> um, it is uh, appalling <clears throat> that anyone would go into a different um, land and just kill people randomly and even be brutal, cut people up, uh, cause mayhem, because you're two warring factions and Hamas is definitely a sworn enemy of the Jews and has decided that and has spoken such that they will kill all of them. But this gentleman here is basically writing about how, you know, at first he was um, also unaware of all that was happening. The silence of organizations like the UN Women and Prominent Me Too activists is outrageous, but it allowed this person to stay in his blissful ignorance, not understanding that something very horrific had indeed taken place on October the 7th. And um, so one of the people that was there, uh, he was hiding basically underneath other dead bodies. And this is what he saw. She fell to the ground, shot in the head, and I pulled her body over me and smeared her blood on me so it would look as if I was dead too. He said, I will never forget her face. Every night I wake to it and apologize to her saying, I'm sorry. So this dead body saved his life because they didn't find him. <clears throat> After an hour, uh, he peeked out. He saw this beautiful woman with the face of an angel and eight or ten of the fighters beating and raping her. She was screaming, stop it, Artie. I'm going to die anyways for what you are doing. Just kill me. When they finished, they were laughing, and the last one shot her in the head. So this is what he openly saw himself that was um, happening there. On my Facebook, I already are, also have something else. Um, Israeli women um, were savagely raped by Hamas terrorists, and uh, this lady is speaking out on exactly what happened. Women were mur mur murdered. Their lifeless bodies were paraded as civilians chant, spitting at them with pride. <clears throat> 240 innocents were kidnapped, over 100 women, little girls, baby girls. What did they want to do with them? And this is a video right here you're seeing of a Hamas terrorist dirty them to rape them. He's basically admitting. And why take the kids? And he said to rape them. Uh, and so this is the admittance that is coming out. This is the evidence that is all there. Uh, women's organizations staying silent across the world. The Me Too movement, you know, basically uh, is all about, you know, the protection of women and all of that silence in the face of all of this. And, you know, <clears throat> I'm really sorry about my thing. Um, David Frum commented, horrifying, horrifying, detailed report in Britain's the at the Times of Hamas sexual sadism against the Israeli women uh, gang raped, mutilated, tortured, and murdered. It's all there. Uh, the evidence is in. And um, we have, uh, I've had video that I've put up on my uh, Twitter and Facebook. Uh, th these things are not being stopped. The truth about this getting out is not being stopped on social media platforms, which is great for now. We'll see how long uh, that continues. But they are allowing these stories to be told um, of these women. And basically, if you go into this, uh, at the times, first Hamas fighters raped her, then they shot her in the head. And so, 
that these are constant stories that are now allowed to come out. This is what Hamas did to Israeli women, um, but the anti-Israel protesters in the West will still claim its resistance, that this is all about resistance, the occupation, Israel occupying uh, land. This is their land. If you go back 1,000, 1,500 years, uh, the, the Israelis were, were all through Jerusalem and the lands that now currently, uh, much more of the land is where they occupied and were. It was their land. And now that Israel has been given back, it's just nonstop with these people um, blaming the Israelis after they were attacked in such a brutal way. And all of this is coming out about uh, the, the women is um, this, you know, rape is, uh, it's just a level beyond acceptability. Uh, this, I have this on my Twitter. This is a Hamas officer basically saying what they were told to do and they were to have their way with them. And he says, uh, he doesn't seem to really want to um, say it, but he eventually admits, dirty them, rape them. Okay, so um, there are people that are speaking out about it. Congresswoman's comments spark outrage amongst Americans as she dismisses the use of sexual violence by Hamas. So there's uh, this woman in the United States, and it's, um, let me see if I can get a picture of her. So here she is. Squad member Pramila Jayapal slammed for comments over Hamas sexual assaults. This is a, an incredibly sick woman right here. She's very disturbing and evil. Um, I don't know how her positions on these things have any place in North America. I thought that North America was a place uh, where we celebrated the protection of women from sexual violence, uh, the protection of women's rights, um, not bullying um, women, certainly not raping them. But this woman has made comments out in the news as of late, basically saying, well, you know, um, you know, uh, you can't, you know, compare what's going on, um, you know, right now. Like, how are we going to have proportional, um, you know, comparings of these, you know, deaths and, and what happened? Well, the problem is you, you do compare. And what happened on October 7th, which is basically the equivalent of, um, uh, basically the equivalent of, you know, it, when you take their land population and the United States population, this would be like 30,000 people were killed in one day. It's a tremendous loss, and a lot of people died. And the brutality against women. Hamas is a sick bunch of freaks, if I can just put it that way. They're not normal. It's not okay to be that sick and evil. And I wish I could play you. Um, if you are able to go to um, my Twitter page, you can follow some of the things that I have talked about. Um, another thing I'd like to highlight is the FBI singled out Americans who are pro-life, pro-family, and support the biological basis for sex and gender distinction as potential domestic terrorists. This is what's going on, is that people who hold to the values, godly principles 
of gender, godly principles of life, being pro-family, the FBI has become a very, very strange place, I'll have to say, um, in, in our world uh, for who they're attacking. And I've got some different things there. Okay, this is a picture of um, Barry, what was his last name? Young. Young, Barry Young. Um, as uh, people basically cheered for him showing up. All right. So a lot going on in the world. I hope that you'll follow on my Twitter and Facebook pages because I post a lot of stuff every single day. I do highly recommend for your best information on what is going on moment by moment in Israel uh, that you would check out my <clears throat> that you would check out my um, Amir Sarfati, who I highly recommend. So he is in Israel and he report, reports on basically what is going on there. Um, let me see if I am able to. Uh, there are no innocents in Gaza is one last thing that I'd like to read. Um, and this came from Amir Sarfati's page. Uh, do you see this, JT, on my share? If you can put that up there, please. <clears throat> um, for years, good people with good intentions, and it's safe to say naive, believed in and promoted the idea of peace between us and the Palestine, Palestinians. People who believed with all their hearts in the idea of two states and thought that normal people who dream uh, the same dream live in Gaza. So this is uh, written from an Israeli, and it might be Amir himself. <clears throat> I wasn't totally sure on if it was Amir or an Israeli person. A dream that shattered into pieces on October 7th, 2023. After recovering from the initial, uh, initial shock of the terrible massacre with the revelation of the evidence of the atrocities committed by the Nazi terrorists, there is no shadow of doubt that those who took part in the attack on the Gaza Strip provided the intelligence on the homes of the residents and led the mob in the second wave of looting and destruction. These were Gazans who worked in the settlements they invaded. So the people that came and had their employment in Israel every day who came from Gaza, thousands of them, they, they made a living and ate in the homes of the massacred residents, those residents who helped them and their families when they were sick and took care of transporting them from Gaza to Israel for life-saving treatments in hospitals in Israel. The late Vivian Silver from Kibbutz Bieri was one of those people who worked for peace and for the people of Gaza. She established aid programs for Gazans, made sure the workers were paid fair wages, transported the sick to hospital treatment, and a few days before the massacre, organized a peace rally in Jerusalem where Israeli women marched alongside the other women. On the Black Saturday, she was murdered with terrible cruelty by the very people she had worked for over all the years. And none of the residents of Gaza condemned the murder or expressed the shock. Some will say that the residents of Gaza are afraid of Hamas and that it is why we have not heard any condemnation from them. And I, I've heard that. Oh, well, they can't condemn um, Hamas because they're, they're in danger of their lives. But the scenes we are witnessing, and this is very disturbing, in the last few days, 
Every evening when our abductees are transferred to the Red Cross and the testimonies of those who have returned from, cap from captivity leave no room for doubt. Hamas receives overwhelming support in Gaza. And let's just highlight what Dr. Nazarian told us. She was raised, um, she was a Jew raised in Iran, uh, going to schools, shouting for the death of the Jews, hatred of the Jews. She could not show them what her true um, nationality was. And so she grew up there. And she said that there was a poll that was taken in Gaza shortly before October 7th. And they are in huge support of Hamas and the decimation of the Jews. They celebrated what happened. So when we see <clears throat> these people, these bad parents who have now uh, let their children die in Gaza, these bad parents who refused to leave when they were told by Israel with leaflets saying, we, we, you need to leave so that you're protected, you need to get out of there. We will be bombing these areas. And parents just simply didn't go. That's because they're Hamas supporters. And they sacrificed their children so that they could get a martyr's death. So that in the Allah world, uh, maybe you can get your 70 virgins or have a special place in paradise. That's the reality of what's going on. These are not innocents. It goes on to say, if you can put that back up, please, JT, the enraged crowd that insults and spits on the abductees, <clears throat> our small children who say they were beaten by Gazans of all ages, and the demonstrations of joy and support for terrorists throughout Gaza testify to the cruelty of the population that educates its children to hate the state of Israel and trains a new generation of terrorists and supporters of terrorism whose goal is the destruction of the state of Israel for all its citizens. Gaza is a wasp's nest of terrorists. There is complete synchronization between Hamas and innocent, in, in quotes, citizens, and the story of Roni Kariboy, who was kidnapped from the music festival by the bad guys, illustrates this. Roni managed to escape from captivity and to hide for a few days until the Gazans caught him and returned him to his captors. This is probably the reason why the terrorists marked the legs of the kidnapped children with the exhaust pipe of a motorcycle in order to make it easy to identify them in case they escape. Another evidence of the full cooperation of the population can be found in the quarters of Shifa Hospital, where the hospital director and other senior doctors helped the terrorists hide hostages and turned the hospital into a haven for terrorists. But it's not only in hospitals that you find collaborators, also in private homes of UNRWA medical professionals and teachers where hostages were held in terrible conditions. These things are also reflected in social networks in the Arab world and in Gaza, 99.9% .9 of all publications are words of praise and wall-to-wall -wall support for Hamas and the horrible acts of October 7th. So someone show me where the innocent people who are not involved in terrorism are hiding in the Gaza Strip. And why would anyone really be there at this time? Um, I've made it very clear. <clears throat> I continue to get your letters um, upset with my stand with Israel. Um, I'm going to have to say that it's impossible not to. And I will also say this. 
I will say this. If Israel had itself perpetrated the rapes and the sickening assaults on another land in one day, in the manner in which this happened, for the reasons that this happened, and if they were the terrorists, then I would not support them. I would not. People of God or not, I would say they have gone into the synagogue of Satan and they are going to be like in Revelations dealt with. And many Jews will be because many Jews will never receive uh, Jesus. In the end, Jesus came. Uh, the, the prophetic words of the Old Testament showed who it would be. The prophecies, over 400 of them, revealed Jesus as the Messiah. So, yes, the Jews, uh, they crucified him. They killed Jesus. But many are now receiving him as their Lord and Savior. And I can also say this, that many Muslims are turning to Christ. Um, my Muslim friend tells me that he believes Jesus is the Messiah. So that's cool. But he's the only way, the truth, and the life. And I stand on that, but I also stand with this nation that was brutally, brutally assaulted in a heinous way, sexual assault on women and men, as uh, JT was saying, that there's um, a lot of evidence and uh, the men are speaking that they assaulted men as well. Heinous, sick, terrible infidels who deserve no sympathy. And I will not give sympathy. I'm a person who can give a lot of sympathy. Many of you are. You're very gracious. Uh, it's very sad to see war, that war takes children's lives. Uh, war is a horrible thing when, you know, when nations fight. There's a certain uh, unbelievable level of sickening evil that has been exposed in what happened October 7th. It's beyond war. It's an assault so vile, meant to destroy the very spirit of a nation, the heart of a nation. And what took place there took place with Gazan support. The people of Gaza were also the perpetrators. They gave the intel to the terrorists on where to attack, the women to attack. And they did it even in spite of those great people, uh, like the woman mentioned in this post that I talked about that had been gracious to them, taking them to hospital um, trips and making sure that the Gazans were okay, reaching out with love. Her life ends in murder, betrayed by those same people. I will not support it or stand for it. And for those writing saying that I've got the wrong end of the stick, you have yet to deliver one piece of evidence on why I would not stand with this. I, I watch your videos and then I respond to you. And for those, you know, who remove support and, you know, don't want to support, that's okay. I would rather be broke, poor, penniless, then have to compromise my integrity by not telling the truth on what has transpired here. Israel has always been hated because 
Israel is a, an enemy of Satan. Satan hates Israel because God chose the Israelites. And the Israelites, yes, did reject him. But God in his mercy, in the same way he does not reject us, and in, in the same way that his covenant is safe with us, that his covenant is true for us, he will offer the, the Jews. In fact, he will offer the Muslims. He will offer humanity the opportunity to receive or reject Jesus. And I support a nation that stands for freedom. I support a nation that tries, it's one of the best nations, Israel, in trying to mitigate civilian casualties. That's a fact. How many people, you know, go out and, and risk a pilot's life dropping, you know, dropping these um, flyers across the, the land to say, listen, take, take the southern road. We're going to help you to get out of here because Hamas is blocking you from leaving. If there's any good parents and you'd like to protect your children, we're going to help you to do that. That's what they do. And for all Palestinians who have the right end of this stick and for all of the people listening in the world right now who, who might be Muslim, might be Palestinian, Jordanian, Lebanese, but you can see the truth of what has transpired here, I'm also with you. And I support that we do not have this kind of sick I have, a, I have words I can't say that they are not allowed to live for one more day. And I support Israel eradicating those that would perpetrate such harm. If those kinds of people live, have any of them come to Canada? These kinds of terrorist, sick, disturbing, sociopathic killers and murderers who would harm women and men. Are they here? Are they in the United States of America? I think you know the answer. Every last terrorist on this planet responsible for October 7th needs to be dealt with. And I am staying to my position on that. Feel free to write me with something more you think I need to know. It won't help, but you can give it a shot. My website is laurelin.tv. <clears throat> and we come here every day bringing you the truth that you won't find anywhere else. If you can support us, I would appreciate it. It's very kind of you. We make it easy. You can go to the donation button. You can become a monthly supporter. You can even donate anonymously. So I or anyone else will never know that you've donated. <laughs> and uh, it's really a privilege and an honor to do what we do and to speak the truth. And whatever the cost to that is, we will pay that price because the truth is important. And that's what we do. And that's the calling God gave us in order to do this show. We also will receive um, email transfers at laurelinlive at protonmail.com. And we have snail mail as well. So feel free 
to in any one of these ways support us over this season that is uh, definitely a challenging one for us as we stand up for what's right. I wouldn't have it any other way. It gives me great pleasure. I'd like to leave you with um, with some scriptures. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Let's go to Psalms. Amen. Psalms 46. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in time of trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fail. He lifts his voice and the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Amen. Come and see what the Lord has done. The desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. That's a good one, isn't it, guys? The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. From generation to generation, God has been with his people. Who are his people? Me and you, engrafted into the family of God. The, the heirs of the Abrahamic covenant, that those who bless Israel will be blessed and those who curse Israel will be cursed. That the blessings of Abraham will be given to us, that he would make our name great. That's the blessing of Abraham. And that's what God has done for the nations that have blessed Israel. If you look across the world and you look at those who have chosen to be an ally with Israel, there is a certain blessing on them. If they remove that, we will also see the judgment of God on that. Does that mean all Jews are good? No, some of them will burn in the fires of hell. Soros is very old now. He will soon meet the consequences of his earthly life. But for those, <clears throat> for those Jews, for those Canadians, for those Americans, for Italians, Ukrainians, for all of those in the UK, for all of those in India, Africa, and the world, for everyone who will call on the name of the Lord, they will be saved. 
Everyone who puts their hope in God will find his blessing and his peace. And I pray this for you today, that even as the storm rages, his peace will be your portion. God bless. You know, it's not easy to deliver the truth of what our sick world is doing, but for some of us, we feel that we have no choice. Because if we are silent about these abominable things, then we are letting evil go unchecked, and we cannot do that. For those of you wonderful people who are writing me and are sharing your encouragement, I am deeply grateful. Thank you for all the letters that you've been sending. Thank you for the donations and the support. I found out that in order to speak the truth, you have to become very, very strong. If you would go to my website at www.lauralyn.tv, you'll find all of the ways that you can contact me. Remember, my friends, all is well. All is well. Thanks for joining me today.